This is an ABC podcast. Hello, 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 my friends. How are you? My name is Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Hello. 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 Welcome to News Time. This is a show where we take a look at five weird and wonderful news stories from around the world. This week, we are putting on our goggles and lab coats because it is National Science Week. Are you ready to do some fact finding? Are you ready? Yeah, I am ready. Ready? Yes, we're ready. Excellent. Well, let's start off with this mysterious specimen. Hmm, looks like it could be. Story number five. So, science. What's it all about? There's ice science, planet science, dinosaur science, so many different sciences. There's a science for everything. Yep, there are so many different kinds of science, and we use all of them to learn more about the world around us. When we do science, we take a close look at something, and we ask questions about it, and then we do experiments to help answer those questions. When we invent something new from the scientific discoveries that we make, that is called technology. Can you think of some different types of technology? A phone, a car, houses, an aeroplane. You got it. Science and technology are important because because it's awesome. It helps us understand our world. This year, the theme of Science Week is deep blue. It's all about making our beautiful blue oceans more sustainable. Sustainable. When something is sustainable, it can keep going and going and going. That's right. When something's sustainable, it means it'll never get used up. And making our oceans sustainable means keeping them clean and healthy. The creatures that live in the sea can survive and not dry out. So all of the animals can breathe and swim? Because otherwise all the fish and things in it will just die. And that is where science comes in. It might mean changing the way that we catch fish to make sure no other creatures get caught in fishing nets. Or it might mean inventing a new kind of boat that makes less pollution in the air and the water so that we can keep using our oceans for a sustainable future. Now let's swim on over to our next sciencey story. Story number four. How would you like to spend nine days of your summer holidays learning how to be a real scientist? That sounds great. Really cool. Well, that is exactly what some clever Indigenous kids get to do at a special summer school for excellence in science. They get to learn about science in Aboriginal culture. Wow, cool! You might not know this, but Indigenous Australians are some of the world's first ever scientists. For more than 60,000 years, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have practised something that we now call the scientific method. They ask questions, wishing about the world around them, and then they try and find the answers. It could help you figure out things. They have to figure out how to catch food, I think. Clean water. Fire, yeah, fire, fire! Indigenous Australians used science to make fire and maps, to track the seasons, 
to catch food and to make medicine. Whoa, that's amazing. At this science summer school, kids learn about maths from the dream time from grown-up Indigenous scientists. That must be pretty amazing. Totally. I bet those young scientists leave summer school feeling pretty inspired. OK, where are we headed next? Story number three. Science story number three is about three spaceships that have blasted off Earth in the direction of Mars. There are no people on board these three rockets, but there are little machines called rovers. They're kind of like remote control cars that zoom around on moons and planets. When you say rover, like more like robots. They have six wheels and special batteries so they can drive and use the goggles to look around far away. Mars rovers are investigating the red planet. They're collecting lots of information. See what like Mars real looks like. Take samples of um, rocks. Send rocks. Mm, lots of rocks. Yes, they will be looking at rocks to see exactly what Mars is made of. They're going to be looking for signs of life too. That might mean teeny tiny bacteria or maybe fossils of other creatures that lived on Mars a long time ago. That's awesome. So we know why they're going, but why have all three rocket ships left at the same time? How they race? Maybe because they don't make it, because they break along the way, because of asteroids or something. Good thinking, but it's actually about Mars's orbit. An orbit is the way that a planet circles our sun. Our planet, Earth, takes one year to do a lap of the sun. Mars is further away from the sun, and its lap is much longer. Right now, between July and August, Earth and Mars are the closest that they'll be for the next two years. That means it's a shorter trip for our three rockets. I wonder what they'll find. An alien spaceship. They might find some ice on there. Penguins on Mars. Oh dear, that would be one very lost penguin. Okay, intrepid astronauts, let's head back to base for... Story number two. I'd like to introduce you to a dinosaur that's been kind of confusing scientists. Its name is Tanistrophius. Fossils of Tanistrophius were found on the coast... But scientists weren't quite sure whether it liked to spend most of its time in the water or on the land. Well, it had a long neck. Really long neck. And a little tail. It's kind of like a lizard, but with a long neck and a tiny head. Yes, it looked a bit like a crocodile with a really long neck. Its neck was three times longer than the rest of its body. Imagine trying to get around with a neck like that. It'll be hard. It'll be impossible to walk. Scientists called paleontologists, who study fossils and dinosaurs, have been looking closely at old Tanistrophius for evidence of how it might have lived hundreds of millions of years ago. It looks like a dinosaur that should go underwater. Uh, under land. 
These scientists have used computers to make a picture of Tanistrophius's head, and they've discovered that it had nostrils on the top of its nose, just like a crocodile. They use them to breathe on top of the water, and the nostrils can go above the surface. They also found out that its teeth locked together, perfect for trapping fish underwater. It puts his neck in the water when he when he feels catching fish. If he sees one, he jumps it. A big part of science is finding evidence, proof that something's true. And these scientists say that along with that giant heavy neck being almost impossible to use on land, the nostrils and teeth are more proof that Tanistrophius was, in fact, a water-dwelling dino. Okay, now let's get out of the Triassic and head on over to our very last science story. Story number one. One. This chaotic cacophony is the sound of a colony of emperor penguins. Gosh, they're noisy, aren't they? Emperor penguins are the world's biggest penguins. Them heavy and big. Them look like black and white, and they slide on the ice and they swim in sea. Down at the bottom of our Earth, in a place called Antarctica. There's lots of snow and huge blocks of ice called glaciers. Antarctica is a big place, and penguins there are normally pretty good at hiding from humans. But some sneaky photos taken by satellites up in space have been able to spot some new colonies, and it's all thanks to penguin poo. Yeah, penguin poo. <laughs> Maybe they followed the trail of poo or something. <laughs> Emperor penguins spend most of their life out at sea, but when it's time to start a family, they swim to shore and get together in colonies—groups of thousands of penguins. That means a lot of penguin poo. That makes it easy to spot, even from up in space. Penguin there, penguin there, penguin there. <laughs> It's a little bit gross, but it's also very useful. All this poo helps scientists keep an eye on climate change. I don't know what that is. The Earth is getting hotter. It's when the weather gets hotter year after year after year. Yes, climate change means the weather is changing. Days are getting hotter, and the oceans are getting warmer. It means that lots of ice and snow in Antarctica is melting. Emperor penguins need ice to lay their eggs and raise their chicks. I feel sorry for the penguins. Scientists can check to see if the ice is melting too quickly by keeping a close eye on this penguin poo. Cool. Get it? Because it's Antarctica. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> you know what, my brilliant scientists? We have officially reached the end of our scientific countdown. Thank you so much for all your help. I'll be back next week with more news from around the world. Happy Science Week! 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 Happy Science week.